Hi, and welcome to the 267 podcast. I'm joined by ethereal being and director of the 267 podcast, Mike Palin. We've gone up a bit now, from shadowy puppet master and big impact to ethereal being. And also, um, what's your job title? What is my job title? Ex-student now. Ex-student? I've just graduated on Monday. What's your new fancy job title? Advocacy and support worker for New Beginning House. Advocacy and support, I love that. Oh, I know. I'm so fancy now, Mike. Yeah. Louise Jones, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm also pretty ethereal as well. Yeah. I just want to put that in there. I just need to put out that I'm not 100% sure what ethereal means. Like sort angelic? Of, yeah, like intangible. I knew it was a godlike quote, yeah, so yeah. thanks for that. Yeah, mm. an angelic being, ethereal. Because I got, I was trying to get the word ether, which obviously isn't a what, great. What is the word ether? Well, it's a stinky gas, isn't it? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or is it being out in the ether? I guess that's more Maybe? about it being yes. gas. Yeah. You're not just a pretty face, Mike Palin. <laughs> no, not even. No, <laughs> <laughs> not even slightly. And when you're an ex student. Yeah. If you fail, are you still an ex-student? <laughs> uh, I guess so, because I was at one time a student. To be fair, yeah. I'm not an ex-student, I'm now a graduate. So I've yeah. spent the last three years as an undergraduate. And you yeah, I got first. Did you? Oh, that was a massive brag at the start of the podcast. Absolutely, I'm going with that, That is the point. <laughs> Drop that in, in English. In English literature. Oh, yeah, because I read a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about... Yeah, but yeah. 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 your other accomplishments. Yeah. <laughs> grade 8 flute, grade 8 flute, put that in there. <laughs> 10 minute swimming badge. Oh, yeah. well done, Mike. Cycling proficiency. Oh. Um, truck driving. Yeah, nice. I don't have that. That's Eight two impressive. pizzas once. Nice. B A G A, one, two, three, and four, gymnastics badge. How has this turned into a bragging competition? Of course cool. it has. Stop. It's always me. Charlotte always says I'm such a bragger, and I, I am. As if we don't already know too much about either of them, I'm going to ask you for some insight. Oh, no. Mike, if Louise was a. Flavour of ice cream, and Louise of Mike was a flavour of ice cream. Which would each other be? Do you want to go first? I knew you were going yeah, to do that. Yeah, well, of course I'm doing that. I'm, I'm going to probably go for the most obvious. Okay. I'm going chocolate. Phew, I thought you'd say vanilla, and that would have made me think. No, because I'm a, but yeah, vanilla's almost a default, and it's yeah. like Blimey. we were talking about being beige earlier. Like, I hate beige and grey. Yeah. Chocolate is just something about. I don't think I could ever have too much chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I could ever have too much Louise Jones. Oh, Mike. And it's just, it's just quality. That's great. That's a great one. And it's also my, like, favourite chocolate ice, it's my favourite ice cream. Chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Yeah, I love really? chocolate. I always give chocolate. Pit well. So I would probably, so when, so I thought I was supposed to say my own favourite ice cream, which, Can't is, do that as well. which is pistachio flavoured ice cream. Cheeky. Which is fair, but it has to be the Italian gelato flavour, which is classic Louise Jones thing to say. But, and to be honest, I could probably apply that to you, because whenever I'm abroad and I'm happy, I choose pistachio ice cream, because I'm like, it's cooling, it's refreshing, it's fun, and it's tasty. And I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm cool, refreshing, fun and tasty, Ben. Don't let that ever not be said. Oh, that sounds so bad. It's not as bad as when <laughs> Alex Stoney called you stylish. That was a <laughs> no, I feel like and intelligent. That's never happened. Yeah, I might. We I heard might, that one. I listened to that podcast. Unfortunately, I think tasty yeah, is now come, staying in. I feel but. no. I really want that taken out because I, <laughs> I forgot I was applying it to Mike when I was describing pistachio ice cream. Did you just get too excited? I was imagining the pistachio ice cream. What are the four words again? I'm going to put them on a t-shirt or something. Fresh, tasty. No, I said, um, 
Cool. Cool. <laughs> Refreshing. Exciting. Exciting. There we are. That uh, is my new wrestler name. Yeah, but cool, refreshing, yeah, exciting, and tasty. You actually want that cut out? No. Oh, I can keep that in. It's, I just, I just speak before I think. That's who I, I am. My favorite ice cream is salted caramel. Like, if we're just is putting it? out flavour, yeah. Okay, cool. No, that's a good flavour. I just, I just like salted caramel in any form. I don't yeah. know why. No, it's great because it's got the sweet and the salty. And yeah. Mum's just found one that's got like no unhealthy things in it. I don't trust it. It tastes amazing, but it says it's like too calories per spoon. Is this the wow. Hulu? Yes, one? it's that oh, one. That is good ice cream. Yeah. Big and shout out to Hulu. salt caramel and it's supposed to be healthy when you're eating it, but I don't I don't need enough that. to maybe research it like that, but yeah. it's good to know. Yeah. But Great. also, it's clear that I don't really care about how many calories or anything. <laughs> well, thank you well, to our sponsor so. today. Hulu ice cream. <laughs> I mean, we are eating strawberries right now, which is a healthy thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. strawberries. Thank you to our sponsor. Strawberries. <laughs> strawberries. All of them. Have you finished it? Oh, no, no. no, I'm still going. Great. Well, five minutes in, apparently. I love really? that. Yeah, we're going to introduce our topic. Uh, so, Louise, you've just come off a world tour, some would say. <laughs> uh, by which I mean, you've spoken at some cool, quite high-profile events recently. Is that fair to say? I guess you could say that, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so we're generally going to be talking today about giving young people a platform and how that can move into after youth group and mm. being a young person in the church. Mm. Do you see yourself as a young person anymore? Oh, see, I'm not like a teenager young person. I think that changed halfway through my degree, I think, because when adults at church start to sort of speak to you in like a new way, I think you start to notice that right i think now that i've like graduated i'm starting to even see myself as like more of an adult as like a pretend adult i think for the last three years pretend i've been a pretend adult. adult i love that and now i'm trying to transition into the adult thing i still like see myself as young but Good. i don't you can put off being a proper full adult for a few oh, more years oh i don't want to yeah it's very boring and stressful yeah exactly so you so we've known each other I'm trying to work it out. Maybe nine years. I think I met you when I was like year not year eight, year nine. Yeah. So, so that and I'm now end of my degree, so that would be nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, that's Long out. time. And so the la- what what we wanted to talk about is almost to start now and then go back. So what have you been doing the last year where God has really used you? Okay, so I think the last 12 months it's kind of really opened up in ways that I really wasn't expecting at all the direction to go. Um, so the stuff Ben was referring to is I've had the opportunity to like preach at two Hillsong churches, which is probably like would be like the last place I would have expected to end up, obviously because I've got the stammer, like speaking impediment, which has actually improved a lot last three years but yeah like still struggle with it but that was basically um seeing god open doors there that i wasn't expecting um but also it's taught me a lot about myself that i didn't know so like it's so like basically i've been preaching about the fact that god's called me into like preaching despite having a stammer or even Mm. potentially because of having a stammer and it's really opened up great conversations with people about the fact that we can't count ourselves out because of um like not having certain strengths so Mm. um and actually the fact that and like and that 
God even potentially tries to find the things in us that, that aren't amazing or aren't really strong, that potentially the beast see as like our weaknesses. Um, and he wants to use those for his glory. And I know and wow. that he's completely upside down and topsy-turvy. And that really <laughs> excites me um, and terrifies me. But I guess this last 12 months has been like a testament to that. Um, and yeah, I've got a real heart for like vulnerable people um so i've got this new job as an advocacy support worker and i think that was basically working with like asylum seekers and like vulnerable kids and just trying to find the great things that they do have in their life um but also like often the things that um they really struggle with whether that's like abuse or um not having stability is the thing that they then turn into like their job over here so mm-hmm. it's actually and i think so there's kind of like a theme which i can see god trying to weave into me that i can see being wow. my, my passion but yeah i mean like definitely the last 20 years has been a long journey up yeah. to this point of like and i can see where god's like sown the seeds throughout my childhood <laughs> and because god what is great about the sort of overarching what we know of god is that he can turn things around isn't yeah it? it's i think it's just a wonderful you know, so I'm, I'm preaching tomorrow and it's all about light and dark. And mm. there is this, you get this sort of shift, this mm. massive shift, whether it's the, the prodigal son or Zacchaeus, yeah. that God is about yeah. turning things around. So let's talk to the year nine Louise Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, what what is she like? Yeah. And then where was God took you in eight years? Good question. So I think I've... Year nine Louise was like, very happy still yeah not as confident but kind of desperately trying to be i think i think to be honest when i first went on that first house party that 267 did was sort of the first time i probably came out of my shell in ways that maybe i hadn't been able to at school or with school friends and i think that was probably the start of like confident louise i think i wasn't ridiculously shy but i was just kind of quite happy to sit in the background and let other people sort of shine. I think that was partly to do with the stammer and partly to do with the fact I had an older sister and it's just, I think that could just kind of happen. We'll come back to Amy. Come back We've to got Amy. lots to talk about Amy, <laughs> the sisters. Poor Amy. Well, I've heard from a Charlotte's podcast. <laughs> Poor, Poor Amy. Yeah, so we, we uh, podcasted Charlotte, who's Louise's younger sister last yeah. week. and Feisty sister. Revealed, definitely feisty. <laughs> revealed some... Shall we ask the hard-hitting question? I want to know what, what she the said. Charlotte hard-hitting? Okay, come on then. Okay. So we asked Charlotte the same question. You're, you're just hanging out with your sisters, as you often do. Yeah. Together. Well, Suddenly, the building's burning, and unfortunately, oh, they're up, both no. trapped. No. Which one are you saving? No, that's such a horrible <laughs> question. <laughs> it wasn't for Charlotte. Charlotte took it back. Charlotte answered You know what? I've got an answer straight away. Go on. Because I take Amy because she's helpless and Charlotte can help herself. <laughs> Do you want to know what her answer was? No. Uh, she'd save Amy oh. because you'll be able to handle. That's what I said about I know. that. That's what crazy. What's that about Amy though? <laughs> she Poor does. Amy. She does. She's like a little three-legged puppy. No, but she panics, Mike. she's panics, Mike. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. That's, that's really so funny. that's really good that you and Charlotte know your sister well. Yeah, but also actually, now I reflect on it. Potentially Charlotte would flap. Do you think? I don't know. Because oh, right. I, right? I think my instinct is that Amy would so, panic, but she's like quite a lot older now. She's got she's yeah, had some yeah, yeah. life experience. I'm thinking of like old year twelve Amy. Charlotte can like she's great and she's like 
level headed, level headed, level headed, but in a crisis, I feel like she does panic. So if you were running for president, yeah. who of the two of them would you pick as your running mate to be VP? What does that mean? Vice president. Oh, oh, that's another good question. Charlotte, because she's my ultimate hype man. With everything that I do, she the speaks me up. Hype man. She speaks me up for everything. But then also tears me straight back down. So it's it's like a yeah, we found, we met that Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She keeps me up. She'll we like, met that Charlotte. She'll be like, Louise, you're so inspiring. And then she'll also be like, but you're also really arrogant. And I'll be like, well, whose fault is that? You're telling me you're inspiring. <laughs> okay, just to redress the balance, then. Yeah. I need you to give me five things that's wonderful about Amy. Oh, five things. There's so many things. I know, so I want to hear them. She's the kindest human being. She is, actually. Um, She's hilarious. Like, genuinely hilarious. I, like, joke that she has no bands, but she has all the bands. <laughs> but don't tell her I said that. Then she... I mean, it's going on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, no. let's just pretend it's not. Then she... Uh, she's a shark critique. She's clever. She's, she's very, very clever. She um, has great makeup. Is that a thing? She, oh. she does it, but, she, but she taught me a lot, which I think is a good thing. Which is a good older sister, yeah. actually, too, isn't it? And she... Makes good food now, which I wouldn't ever have thought wow. as an attribute she could have. And she's got great hair, which I. Totally I was about to say great hair, she but apparently hair. that's what you said is the only attribute that she has. So. I didn't say only. Let's not <laughs> just frame what I said. Yeah, she does have great hair, but I have a conspiracy theory that she is a wig. Cut all her hair off at the age of sixteen and attached implants of curly hair because she had straight hair up until the age of like sixteen, and then it just went curly one day. Wow, great. So I don't trust it. It's great hair, but I don't trust it. Well, that was a fantastic... Sorry, uh, I... Yeah. ...sideline into <laughs> the Jones family drama. I think, just to chuck in about Amy as well, I think if your older sister, how Charlotte and Louise have turned out has got to be part in oh. to parents and older sister. Because, yeah, because if your older sister was a complete nightmare... She was amazing, yeah. to be fair to her. And mum was awful at making sure that we held her hand to cross the road. Amy would be the one that would hold our hands to cross the road. Still. Not still. <laughs> <laughs> and she would always, like, s- stop every argument that we had. So she was amazing. I think we've we, we dressed the balance of speech. Yeah, we have. If you don't know the Jones family, that meet was them. probably meet not them. great for you. They are literally... <laughs> They're just the greatest thing in the world. All five Jones. Oh, Penelope right. and Jokesy Allen... Jesse we talked Allen. about jokes in Charlotte's podcast. Josie Allen, Love loves a pun. So let's go back. We've met, no, no, it's good. We've met year nine Louise. Yeah. And she's been scarred by her first interaction with Mike Palin. Yeah. 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 We talked about the first time Louise met. We were <laughs> setting up for dinner. I'm so embarrassed about this. And we put small plates out because it was just for lunch. Yeah. And your first comment was a little bit harpending. Because so you said, oh, we have a starter. <laughs> and it was, uh, oh, it it's weird the things you remember, but yeah. what's ironic now as I look back, you're so not like that. Oh, that's it's actually a, really nice. All three of you, even though you've yeah. grown up at schools in here and harpending, you're not Definitely. like that at all. Um, Thank you. So, so Louise at year nine, and we, we throw you into the world of speaking. Yeah. as part of our youth ministry. Yeah. Have you any recollection of what that felt like? Yeah, so I remember the first fuel I came to, Mike Palin said, that's you, said, um, we're about to start a thing called Fuel Team. We'd love you to get involved. Some people will be up front, some people will be like behind the scenes, whatever suits you best. And I remember instantly, I felt like 
the Holy Spirit being like, oh, get involved in that, get involved in that. And I was like, great, I'm going to do this, but I'll obviously be the behind the scenes person because that's I'm not someone that would speak at the front, which is way too scary. And then obviously the way that God works and who I am, I'm a huge extrovert of course, and I love being the centre of attention, so of course I'd end up being the front, <laughs> front person, but I didn't want to be. Um, and, but I think, yeah, just really interesting that that was my first reaction. Um, but the first time I think I properly spoke was actually quite a long time after that. I think God's a gracious God and he gives us time to prepare and feel mm. at home and comfortable in our environment. I think I spoke at a house party like when I was like year 12. Right, yeah. Um, I remember. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I was t- terrified for that. And if I'm honest, mm. quite... I, I don't look back and think it was hugely successful. <laughs> like, I, But I think what I was thinking about on the drive on the way here was that if I hadn't have had that opportunity I would not have learnt how to improve my public speaking yeah. so like and I think to go back to your theme about like a platform for young people it was so important for me to have had that safe space to have a go when yeah, people yeah. like love me and support me and I can and I don't think it went badly badly but I just remember thinking I talked for way too long about like a book that I've written in and it wasn't really even about Jesus that much I remember thinking what is this um but I just it like it helped me then for like future times when I got more opportunities and places where perhaps it wasn't as safe that I'd had the chance to make some mistakes and learn um in a really safe environment so hugely grateful to that to the 267 project and we I think one of the house part has been one of the places where we've been really yeah. Experimental, I think it's used the word. Well. Yeah, but we've actually said actually, I. So w- what we've done the last few years, isn't it? We we take a bunch of people out for dinner. We say what themes you want to yeah. talk about, and then they pick their yeah. talks. And I, there have been some amazing talks that maybe, without speaking wrong of them, we weren't expecting them to be mm. amazing. <laughs> and then there've been some just great talks. But actually, beyond the talk, it is just giving that opportunity mm. where no one's going to yeah. mark you or judge you. But actually, exactly. you can. I would say it's flexing your spiritual muscles yeah. that God has Definitely. given you, and you want to do that in a way that yeah. is safe. And so, Alex's podcast about worship was actually how do you get back up after you yeah. stumble? And it was about having people around you that a are going to cheer you on, so, but also that are really honest with you, yeah, yeah. and can say and can 100%. speak really clearly into you. And I think yeah. if I want to always be mm. in terms of our especially our speaking ministries. Yeah. I always want to be that type of person. Because I think also it's it's huge to ask people that potentially you wouldn't expect yeah, to be the public absolutely. speakers, like the quieter people. or um, I think because that's what Jesus did with his disciples, yeah. he picked the completely unexpected fishermen. And I think it's just the heart of God, but also it, it gives like a platform to people that potentially otherwise would have completely counted themselves out. I don't think I really had to actually like calm myself out. I was desperate for it, but just too scared to ask. And I think there's probably quite a lot of people that are desperate for it. And I think, yeah, I love how the 267 offers that to people that maybe it's unexpected. And I wish like other churches and organisations tried that more because I think that's how to overcome things like racial tensions where you just have like white vicars on stages or like yeah. no, no not enough representation of like gender and that's because you're not asking people because I think the, it's not an even ground even yeah. though we're trying to make it even ground but the way to make it even is just to ask the people yeah. that you wouldn't expect to ask and my heart would be how great would it be is if maybe three or four times a year 
churches are asking young people to preach at their mm. main yeah. 10.30 morning service. Yeah. That's not a youth service, that's yeah. not a special, it's their main and they're just yeah. gonna get a young person to be yeah. the preacher. And that being the norm, yeah. rather than the thing where you stick somebody up and everyone's like, oh, isn't that nice? That's a nice like a school play yeah. or something. And I think yeah. if we can get to that point. Because I think churches just need to be more flexible and like happy for it to go wrong and for it not sure. to be clean. And I think if it's a bit yeah. of a, because teenagers are awkward. Like I was awkward when I spoke and it wasn't perfect, but there would have been things in that talk that would have spoken to people. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's the thing. And you've got to be, happy with it not being a clean three-point sermon that yeah. everyone's going to be like well that wasn't nice and unawkward and we're going to go home and have our no, sunday no. roast and i think you need yeah. to be happy like every sunday to be a bit disrupted um, <laughs> but yeah disrupting so if um the other thing i was thinking was also encouraging so you didn't see your maybe your standards being mm. a big thing were you? but actually i know some other people maybe look at you and think well how is she doing that mm. And yeah. so actually they thinking, well, if my, the thing I'm trying to overcome in my mind isn't yeah. as bad as that, yeah. but Louise has done that. I think that's the other thing. I think I have seen that, that, yeah. that, that people have thought, well, Louise has almost took the lead. And so <laughs> I've got to go and do that now. And actually, I think you've almost Thanks, set a, you started a ball rolling. I think the thing, um, so something that Charlotte told me, which she does say some great things sometimes, <laughs> was... Um, I was probably like year eight and then she said this thing which has stuck with me my whole life and it's been the thing that's really kept me strong and it was that I was really upset about my stammer and wanted to pray out loud and I just thought well it's going to take forever and I couldn't do it and I was really upset and she said Louise you see your stammer as your weakness but other people see it as your strength and I was like that just flipped it around for me and I was like wait a minute like I can use this for good like yeah. I can use this to show people that like God makes me strong mm. and like I don't need to like struggle on my own and I think that was a huge part of of like yeah understanding who I am in God isn't about what I can do it's yeah. about who I've got like next to me and I think yeah. that was really important yeah and I think also also just really important I know earlier how you said that God's a God of like transformation, like light to dark. Um, he can completely transform us. But I think what's been really important about my story and like having these platforms is that it's definitely been a journey and like the transformation has been a slow, long right. one. And yeah, I think yeah. that's really key to tell young people and old people yeah. that um, it doesn't always happen overnight. Yeah. Like actually, it's it's about the small steps that we take and the small choices that we make. Like, yeah. like I talk about in my sermon how I would sort of actively choose every day at school to like remember that God is stood next to me whenever I have to speak and I'm really scared. Mm-hmm. And that's allowed me to then be able to stand on the stage. And I think that's really key to teach people that you can't just go from naught to a hundred. Like perhaps you can if yeah. if the Holy Spirit's on your side yeah. sometimes. But I think. Or often they're not, it's the small choices and including God in. And what's great is that I love about your journey is that you're still Louise Jones. Yeah. Warts and all, with what he had, and yeah. yet he's using you uh, to do great things. We interrupt this podcast to bring you ourselves. We'd just like to give a big shout out to the National Youth Ministry Weekend uh, being put on again by Youthscape, in particular the events team putting it on. As I mentioned, they're slightly stressed right now, as it's coming up very soon. 
Uh, the conference has been a massive source of support for youth workers across the country, uh, and we're really excited to see all of the growth that can come from it. Uh, good luck to the team, and we hope it goes well. So I've got a couple of questions. So one, I'm going to let you think about. Okay. So what would you say to our current year nine and ten yeah. that we're sort of wanting to invest in? That was me to cheer them on. Well, my big one is the one we talked about in another podcast about sort of celebrity culture in the Christian yeah. world. How do you, obviously, because we've joked about <laughs> Louise doing her Hillsong tour, <laughs> how do you sort of keep yourself a little bit grounded? Because yeah. talked about having people around us, yeah. like your sister, to say, stop bigging yourself well, up, it's Louise. Like having a show. Because I know, I think I would struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With everyone no, saying, oh, good, how great it's mine. Good question. Um, and I think, so... The last 12 months, actually really interesting, I've got into Desert Island Discs, because I'm a bit of an old man, deep down. Is that Radio 2 or 4? I think it's Radio 4. It is. Wow. Yeah, Radio really old man. I didn't even know the dial went that far. Oh, you know what, it's so good though, Mike. <laughs> anyway, I've been hearing um, them interview all these like celebrities, and to be honest, I think God was slightly preparing me a bit without me realising. And I think, I, I, particularly the one with James Corden, he talked about how when you get famous in your 20s, it can break you or make you because you just get so um, carried away. Because you're when you're young, you like are, are so idealistic anyway. That then if you get fame, that's what you cling to and that's what becomes important. And oh, I think wow. I'm I'm not saying at all that I am famous like James Corden, but I think just it is very easy when you're on a stage with a huge audience to think, "Gosh, I've really made it. I'm doing yeah. so well. This is amazing." And I think it's just about creating space to celebrate the fact that you have got to that place Amen. that's not a bad yeah. thing that was a big thing for me and that's huge and that's okay to celebrate it but then also reminding yourself that the truths that you spoke over yourself in year 10 when you had to do your exams and you just had a very mundane life are exactly the same now and I think Amen. just reminding myself that God hasn't changed how he sees me that's and true. actually what really helped me is seeing is, is thinking if this is how people respond to me now that I'm doing all this, all this exciting stuff, God, his thoughts on me are so much bigger than that, and he responds yeah. to me, and he thought all of those emotions and thoughts before I did anything, <laughs> so that's pretty overwhelming, I think it's just grounding yourself in that, but yeah, I mean, it, the first time I did it, I did struggle a bit, like, I was a bit like, what's next, what's next, because you're on such a high, and then you just go home, and you have to, like, feed the cat and eat your dinner and, and how long did you think about your outfit we talked about you thought oh about your so outfit. long man. <laughs> <laughs> partly because I'm like a serial sweater and I was like there are going to be spotlights on me see that's why I love Louise this whole <laughs> podcast you've been completely open I about I almost said I was a sweater on the stage I was nice. almost like I'm really sweating. You right chose now. a good combo outfit because you had a little bit of camo going on. Yeah, yeah. I had like a camo cropped hoodie and high waisted jeans. And I, oh. the only flaw I thought was that maybe the people on the front row could see up my hoodie. But I'm hoping they couldn't. I was wearing. Top I mean, people me. are going to be looking back on the video now. <laughs> but no, I did think about that a lot. But then, like, I was like, to my mum, am I being vain? And she was like, No, Louise, you're young. Like, you can care about what you look like. And yeah. it's okay. And I think that's the important well, you thing. You're comfortable as well. Yeah, you've got to be exactly. happy. You're not going to preach clear. And if you're I wore my little heel boots because that gives me some confidence when you're on heels. It just you, you hold yourself better. I think Ben and I would both vouch for that. I think you should wear them right now. Yeah. You are. And can I just say how great you look in yeah. your stilettos? Thank you. Um, but no, I think actually what's really important Fresh. in terms of the grounded thing is to not try and push down the happy feelings and not be like, I can't enjoy right. this, I can't enjoy this. Because then I think you'll just give up completely on 
trying to stay interesting. Oh, okay. I think you've got to celebrate it, but then just not go too far and like yeah. spend your whole life. Not be fueled by it. Not be fueled by it, but like give yourself time to. If celebrate. I get five retweets on one of my tweets, I feel like I've won the lottery. Yeah, well, so I put a picture. I've got a low bar. Yeah. No, well, I like I think. <laughs> That's the thing, and I do have to be careful because I do like Instagram and Facebook is a problem for me, like sometimes. Um, but it's just about checking in on yourself and being like, yeah. how much am I happy just because I've checked my Instagram and I've got a few more likes of it on that post? Um, but to be honest, what outweighed that were people who private messaged me and said yeah. how much the preacher spoken to them and the impact, and just reminding myself that it's not about me, it's about the fact that I've unlocked freedom in people and that wasn't even me mm-hmm. that was God so yeah, I think yeah, yeah. just remind me and it's not about denying me but it's about seeing what I've done with God and I think that's the thing that keeps it key but it's a learning curve we'll see what so happens so you're sitting in a room now sorry bang on yeah there's a good quote which I can't remember who it's from I might chuck it in here if I remember the name but it's um, humbleness isn't about not caring about popularity mm. it's about caring about why you care about the popularity. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that's really important. Yeah, so I guess it's the thing of being able to sort of recognise it yeah. and go, this is really good and I'm really excited about this sort of platform and stage. Yeah. While still going, but I need to not care about it because other people now care about me yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. I think the gifts from God as well. If God, mm-hmm. if you truly believe that God has put you there, yeah. then you thank God for the fact that he's put you there and you mm-hmm. give it your best. I'm obviously you know. there purpose absolutely that's the thing. you've got to be like well obviously it's having an impact on people so i need to make sh- and i think the thing is i need to make sure that i am like sorting out the ground of things now if it's going to open up even more it will just get harder if i get obsessed with it now it will just become like an idol and it needs to yeah. stop kind of now sort of thing and i think that's yeah so i think it's an interesting one and i think i'm an extroverted person naturally i like attention so it has been a bit of a yeah. Attention trying to be like, let's just make sure I'm not thriving off the attention. And maybe it's having good people around you like your sisters, like your parents, to be able to just yeah. call you out a little bit. And yeah. So. so in October, we're doing our fuel time away. So we don't call it team anymore. Oh, interesting. We call it the leadership adventure. Why don't you call it? Ooh, I, I was worried about that. team was a little bit elitist. Yeah. So either you're in it or you're not. And there were some people that weren't in it. And that's exactly. And so yeah. I wanted to make it also not just about those in fuel, yeah. but actually any young people that we thought actually we want to fall into. So we call it the leadership adventure. Now. That's cool. So do our, we do a 24-hour leadership adventure. Oh, and we've done it four times, three oh, yes, times. Oh, yes, Oxford now. and Cambridge. Yeah, we've done Oxford, Cambridge and Canterbury. Oh, okay. This year, we've gone a little bit more highbrow, going to sunny Milton Keynes. But um, <laughs> Milton, the reason it's really good beautiful is because there's a, we've got a youth hostel to ourselves. Oh, that's And it's amazing. beautiful. But, so say I invite you along there, yeah. and you've got 20-year, 9, 10, 11s, Ooh. who are, you know, they, they want to go for it in their faith, they, some believe they're gifted, um, yeah. others aren't sure what their yeah. gift is. You've got 10 minutes with them. Yeah. What sort of key things, things are you going to drop in so they can sit with? I think the key thing is to not panic. Hmm. I think that's just if you're, if things aren't happening quickly, if you're not hearing from God, if you feel like you're alone, I think not to panic. I think to... I think when I felt any of those things, I would just remind myself of the truth, so like that Jesus loves me and I'm not alone, mm-hmm. and that he ca- like he cares about you so much that no matter where you end up, you'll be 
safe with him and I think that's I think as a young person you, you just need to know that you're safe and that you're loved and I think and being secure in that I think is the key to everything into knowing that you're not ugly <laughs> into, into knowing that you're a fun lively person I think it's just really oh yeah I think get closer to Jesus try and learn more about him as much as you can um I think but not to panic when you feel like it's too much and it's confusing I think mm. just small steps I think I just it's really dull I think it's really easy in this world of like instant, instant. clicking and instant things to be like well I'm a Christian now I should feel like sure, high as a kite 24 yeah. 7 I think it's about not panicking and when the storm hits just being like well the storm is always like there will always be a storm at yeah. some point um but just like yeah just remembering that Jesus is with you through absolutely everything I think is would be what I would say but then Charlotte always comes back at me with with but what happens when you can't hear his voice because I I hear it very clearly and maybe that was like is a mm. it's, it's easy for me to say oh it's fine um but I, I don't I guess it's, it's a learning curve isn't it and I think it's just trusting that he is there um and other people hugely supporting mm. me through my journey um so I think find those people that inspire you um that you don't f- feel like threatened by yeah uh, really key people your age and a bit older i think is really important um and don't compare yourself too much <laughs> that's massive i'm still learning that i'm What's a massive com- i'm so competitive man i'm competitive and i think it's um i think that's really key to not put yourself against other people but know that you're there for your own individual purpose and if you're not being successful in inverted commas like now like there will be things that you're going to thrive at and, and yeah. maybe that's just not now like yeah. at school I was always the average clever one I would get like A's and B's which I guess is not that average but compared to Amy and Charlotte they get A stars and everything I did I just kind of considered myself an average and I was, and then I started my degree and I was at, I sort of like flourished and I've done really well and I've been like top of my classes and I think just knowing that don't compare yourself. I think, and, and to be honest, I think I did well because I was, I felt more free at university. It was yeah. my space and I, it was completely mine. Sometimes it does that, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think, so just, I mean, like, yeah, there is something out there which is yours. And I used to say that, the quote was, um, comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I agree with that now because I think constant comparison is the thief mm. of joy. Because mm. I think there is something really healthy mm. to look at you and go, actually, mm. you're not comparing, but you're saying, actually, your journey, mm. I, I want that. Yeah, yeah. Because there is that. So I think constant comparison yeah. is probably a yeah. thief of joy because then you're not looking at what God's doing with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's wow. But this has been a good podcast, I think. Great. I feel like we could talk all day. I know, I could actually sit here all day. Maybe we need a part two. Maybe we do. Maybe yeah. after six months of Louise's new job as an advocacy yeah. part, we go up to sunny Birmingham. Oh, please come up to sunny Birmingham. And then we do an on site. Yeah, oh, that would be amazing. Halfway from Ben, could be yeah. in North Wales. Exactly, it's Birmingham it must be the connection point. It's really close to us. Look forward to that coming in probably like nine months. <laughs> uh, so mark it in your calendars now. This has been But a I think we're going to have to wrap it up, unfortunately. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. I'm just, my takeaway is that I'm tasty. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't bring that up again. Tasty, what? Michael Pale. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What an ending. What a memory to leave. (laughs) Bye.